We're Travis and Brad, and this is I Must Stand. I Must Stand is more than just a podcast, and it's more than a YouTube series. I Must Stand is a commitment. I Must Stand is a resolve to take the responsibility needed to keep both feet in the game, moving towards the future that's worth living. We help men gain clarity on their aim and break the mindset that they are defined by the space between. The I Must Stand mindset is having a constant awareness of the times in one's life that they fall into patterns of victimhood and realizing that taking responsibility is the only way out. We provide transformational events and coaching for men, equipping them to take responsibility for their faith, family, body, and business. Let's dive in. We mean business today, don't we, Travis? We do mean business. This is our second podcast in this lovely setup by producer Brian. I want to give one more shout to producer Brian, because why not? What a guy. Making dreams come true. He does make dreams come true for us, uh, for other people. Yeah. I mean, that's about it, but uh, we'll move on. Thank you, producer Brian, for all you do. Today, we are talking about meaning. And we are meaning machines. Yeah. That's right. We are meaning machines. What do we mean by that? We're going to be asking that question a lot today over various topics, over various things. But the gist of this is saying that we are the ones that describe meaning in a conversation between one person and the other. Someone says something, the weight of interpretation all falls on the receiver of the communication, us. When we are in a conversation, when you and I are in a conversation, I am making stuff up. I am making meaning up about everything. The tone of voice that you have, the words that you choose, I am making meaning about that. Uh, A perfect example that I feel everyone can relate to is when you text someone and they don't use emojis, what do you assume about that person? I assume either they're too masculine for the emojis or... Stop it. <laughs> no, they they are uh, very pissed at you. Yeah, you're making up things in your head, right? Yeah, without the emojis, without the pun- correct punctuation, right? Or too much, too correct of punctuation. Sure. Yeah, we're not typing a legal document, here. right? It's a freaking text message. Yeah. So my mom is a great example of this. She will just call me. Period. It's like. I'm sorry, is, like, your, is, is everything on fire? It's like a level house? 10 emergency. Right. And I call, I'm like, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, everything's fine. I just hadn't talked to you in a while. I'm like, what in the, like, you should have done this. No, <laughs> I shouldn't have jumped to conclusions because I put all that meaning into the, the text message. Sure. That's, that's a fairly uh, generic example or general example that everyone struggles with. But it happens all the time. All the time. All the time. Um, I have even caught myself having, uh, in a conversation, I answer the question that I think that I have made up that they are asking. Yeah. That's all the conversations that are going on. I mean, when we, when you and I are conversing, heck, let's take right now for an example. Why not? You're talking. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing what you're literally saying. I'm hearing what I think you're saying. I'm hearing what I think I want you to say. Right. There's four or five conversations going on in my head. I am making up whatever meaning needs to make sense for me in that moment. Yeah. And I don't know if producer Bryant can can do this or not. I'm putting him on the spot. 
as I say this, but if there's a way that he could take the wide shot right now. Right now. Right now. We are in the wide shot. Hello, everyone. You look great over there. And if you're on podcast, this is going to suck. I'm sorry. Just bear with us for the next minute. But there is a conversation happening between you and I, little arrow happening between us, right? Yeah. Then there's a conversation from our minds about the conversation. Right. Inside of our mind, there's a conversation that's happening about the conversation. So we are responding to the conversation in our mind, not to the conversation between the two of us. Sure. And if producer Brian, I won't be upset with you if you don't do all the interpretation of that with arrows and nice drawings, but it would be cool. (laughs) This podcast is strictly for visual audiences only. Apparently I'm also being extremely ungrateful. Look at this set. And then I'm now wanting him to be a master animator, but you don't have, unless you ask, right? Right. 90% of sales is just asking. What does your meaning machine mean by this? (laughs) Right. I'm pretty sure he's flipping me off in the background right now as well, but no, it's just, if we can get a hold of this principle, I think it really opens up a lot for us. It'll open up a lot in, inside of all the pillars that we talk about, our faith, family, body, business, uh, that we are the ones that are responsible for the meaning, right? Right. So how can this play out? Uh, or I'll, I'll just ask this. What's an example that you can give of a time in your life where you have experienced this, like, uh, a very obvious thing that happened, a very, a a conversation that you made something up that was completely different than what the person meant by it. Sure. Um, thinking back to a particular time, uh, getting into an argument with my wife. Um, I made up things that, that she didn't say. I mean, I, I made up things because based off of the way I viewed myself in that particular Mm. circumstance, um, I'm thinking back to one particular circumstance. Um, she was criticizing me out of love and really out of like a way just to look at it differently. Um, can't even remember what the topic was we were talking about right now, but, um, she wound up criticizing me in a constructive way. And I completely flipped it on its head because of the way I was perceiving myself in that conversation and perceiving my own self worth. Like I like twisted this whole thing that she meant to say one way and I made it a completely different thing, which just, blew the whole conversation, the whole argument even further out of the water than it had to be. Um, so that's, that's, I mean, that, and I think that's a pretty generic example of a way that a lot of, especially marriages, relationships, maybe even relationships with your kids, coworkers, like, I think that happens a lot. Like we take like the perspective that we have of ourself or the way we've experienced those types of conversations in the past and we bring meaning to the conversation that was never intended. Uh, and how destructive is that? You right. know, we, we get into a situation where we want to better ourselves. We want to get out of conflict, not run into conflict. And yet we still just sit here and make up stories that aren't true versus exploring what could be true or truer 
about that conversation. Yeah. When you, when you really start to take hold of this, this, uh, premise, yeah. uh, you'll start to see it in every conversation. You'll start to catch yourself more and more. The, so we had just, I, I think that I had just gone through a coaching session. I just got back from, from coaching in California and I was booking my flight and my wife's flight to go out for our last session for the celebration dinner that was going to be there. And we're looking at all these different flight times and keep in mind, like this is very on the top of my mind. We talked about it a lot during our weekend there. It sure. is like, it is right there. And I'm asking my wife what flight time she would prefer. And, you know, we're looking at Saturday or Sunday, you know, either Saturday afternoon and then I could go uh, pick her up after we were done or Sunday morning and she could Uber in. And uh, when I posed that question, she jumped at the, the Sunday choice. She was like, oh, well, what about, like I could fly in on Sunday. In my mind, the first thing that popped up was she doesn't want to do this. Like she's spending, she's, it's only two days already that we're going to be together out there. And she's already trying to take down one of those days. She doesn't want to spend time with me. This is not important to her. Right. And so I responded to a question that I asked her. I gave her two options and I said, you know, uh, like I responded with all of that in my mind. Right. She gave me, a of the two options she gave one and then behind it in my mind like like i just vomited on it well if you don't want to go like don't go then like if you don't want to like if you just want to be here with the kids that's fine but like this is important to me and what at no point did she say i don't think this is not important to me and i don't want to spend time with you right but that's what I made up about what she said. Yeah, that meaning machine was going. The right. meaning machine was going wild. It was going right off the tracks. <laughs> and we eventually get to the point where uh, she, uh, I have to calm myself down from that because I kind of exploded out of that. And then she, in turn, she's asking me, or I'm saying, hey, if you come in on Sunday, you have to Uber. And I know you don't necessarily want to do that more out of uh my wife is more of like a pen and paper type of gal than a texting type of gal sure she uh loses her phone constantly like in the house like she just it's a great thing she never has it on her she doesn't live by it yeah kind of allergic to technology in a way um not because she's not brilliant or capable but she chooses to not engage with it the way that i do right so I know that getting the Uber app and putting a payment method on there and going through all that is going to be very taxing in a, she just doesn't want to do it. Sure. So I'm like, if it's Saturday, I can come pick you up and then you don't have to deal with any of the Uber stuff. And I'm saying it out of like, I just, I'm making up that if she had the choice, she's not going to want to do that. She heard, he doesn't think I'm capable. <laughs> he doesn't think I'm smart. He thinks I'm just this, you know, dumb stay at home mom. And she blows up at me over, well, why would you say that? And it was just the funniest thing. Like within 15 minutes, we had two clear cases of this exact thing that we had had a conversation about already. Right. It's like, 
it's just wild. And so to think that like, oh, I've got a pretty good grasp on how, if, for those that think that they are pretty objective about how they take in information, you are deceived beyond beyond help <laughs> like yeah. you have to realize that everyone is a victim to this or everyone is a not a victim everyone deals with this everyone. and in order to get past it you have to recognize it yeah so what are some things that we can do to help us not be operating out of the conversation we're making up about it what are some what are some things that are helpful yeah so first of all is going to be just being aware you know, being aware that we are doing this, like we are constantly doing this, whether we consciously are doing it or subconsciously doing it, we are doing it. So if we're aware of that fact, then we can start to ask clarifying questions. We can slow down the narrative. We can start to see things from a different angle versus our own angle every time. Um, those are just a few of like the simple ways to just slow this process down uh, before that meaning machine does go off the rails. Um, it's easy that it's easy to say it's a little harder to do, especially mid conversation when you've already got this predisposed story narrative. Right. Uh, we say this from our, uh, from our ivory tower of being yeah. removed emotionally from something, but yes, welcome, hi, welcome, hi, welcome hi to our tower. Cool. It's it's very nice up here. We have all the rich things. It's great. View. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. We have no issues. Uh, no, it, the 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 irony is, man, like emotion just jumps to it, and yeah. you get so clouded by it, and it's very difficult in those moments unless you are aware, unless you realize that you do it. If you know going into a conversation or going into any interaction that you do this constantly, yeah. That's the only time that you could say, well, time out. I could be making some stuff up about this. Right. And it's not too late. Like, you know, you get into a conversation and we say be aware of it, but also be willing to own it. Yeah. You know, like if you're willing to actually, even after the fact, like go back to that person and say, hey, these are the things I was making up going into this conversation you know, then you can get some clarifying questions asked, you know, That's then great. you can figure out the way that they actually meant to say it. What was their objective? What was their true meaning behind right. the word spoken? But I, I see often we just want to be right, right. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be wrong. Yeah. I think it's important to even again, getting back to why we do it, why we make up the things that we make up. So it's one thing to be aware of, of how the process works. It's another reason to say, but why do I default to these types of things? Well, we like to be right. We like to be in control. Yeah. So if we can drop those, if we can allow ourselves to be wrong, which is a very freeing thing, by the way, and to be able to say, here's something I've been making up about this. When, when you did this, not this is how it made me feel, this is what I made up when yeah. you did not respond to me. Uh, when it took you two weeks to respond to me, I made up that in my mind, I'm not important to you. I, you don't see me as valuable enough. Yeah. Is that true? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm making that up in my mind. I just, I don't think it's true when I'm, when I'm talking about it, but it, this is just something that's coming up for me. Just want to throw it on the table. Yeah. And it, it gives uh, relationships the opportunity to get deeper yeah you know if you are if you're willing to go there with that person it, it it allows them to see a part of you that up until now they probably haven't seen uh which is maybe your insecurity or the way that 
you viewed the relationship up until this point. Like it gives you the ability to dive into what's possible. Yeah. And that goes again into, we've talked about this many times on many episodes, but you know, the things that you don't know that you don't know there again is another area that you can explore. It's a cavern. It's a cave. There's a treasure there. Yeah. If you could own that, you can own the way that you respond to those things. Yeah. Man, how freeing. Like you are in control. You don't let the, the you don't let the meaning machine, you don't let the spacesuit drive. Yeah. You choose I'm to go down that path or not. Yeah. And to to your credit and to what to what you're saying there, it, to be able to be in control of it. And when you are in control of it, like what fruit is on the other side? When I own the way that I show up, how does it change every situation? Sure. Because, you know, we talk about, uh, uh, we in coaching, we want to solve problems. We want to, here is the current reality. Here is where, uh, you know, the, the vision of where we want to be. And here's the tension between. All these problems are interpersonal problems. Right. And the way that we solve interpersonal problems is owning the way we show up. Right. It's Which, not fixing the other person. Yeah. It's owning how we navigate those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think about that, like, where we are and where we want to be and the meaning machine in between there, you know, there's, there's a, a portion of that timeline that we often forget. And, and that's like where we are, where we want to be. And then where we've been the yeah. past, you know, mm. what have we made up about the past that's informing that meaning machine? Yeah. And how do we reframe the past to be able to create a meaning machine that serves the future we want? Right. You know, that meaning machine's always going to be there. Yep. Like there's no turning that off. Yep. But that you can make that machine work to your favor. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It again, asking the question, why did I make that up? Right. Let's, let's, let's chase this train the, where it needs to go. Sure. Figure out what is existing underneath. Why would that come up for me when, when I, you know, someone says something and I feel this way. Whoa. Why did I make that up? Yeah. Why did, why did this come to the surface? That's something I need to deal with. Yeah. It's crazy. The meaning that we often ascribe or the stuff that we make up, it, it's from all of our insecurities. It's from all of the hurts and all the pains. And, and it's typically us trying to validate a belief that we already have. Sure. We're trying to prove ourselves right. Right. Opposed to challenge the narrative that exists, which is probably why we have some visceral reactions sometimes when people say something to us and then we, we, buck back up and we, we, we express kind of strongly. It's like, whoa, there's a very strong meaning that we made up about this. Well, sure. because there's a pretty strong belief that's existing underneath. Didn't realize it was there, but it was there. Yeah. I think about all the missed opportunities, you know, whenever we, we jump on that meaning machine and we're, we're, we know we're right. There's no other way. Like, I've already predetermined this is how it's going to turn out. This is what they mean by what they said. I think about the intimacy that's lost. And I think about, yeah. you know, we, we mentioned that a minute ago, the intimacy that's lost between, you know, a spouse, a coworker, whatever. But you think about the intimacy that's lost in a business relationship and like what's possible on the other side of you actually seeing what they're saying and, and figuring out what type of end goal they wanted to begin with like you're you're leaving a lot of of 
you're leaving a lot on the table there. Yeah. That, that that's possible if you were just to actually come into to relationship with that person and drop the meaning machine. Yeah. A lot of people would assume that if, if they're, uh, a lot of people who feel stuck, maybe the people who are listening or watching, watching this, I bet there are quite a few people that would assume that they've not had the same opportunity as some other people. Oh yeah. I bet there are plenty of people that if they're listening, they've probably said to themselves, if I were in this person's shoes, I would absolutely do things this way. Or if I were in this person's shoes, this is how I would handle it. And I would be this successful if I had the resources that this person had, or if I had the opportunity that this person had. Yeah. Well, newsflash, if you're carrying around that thought process, I guarantee you, you were blind to the opportunity that's right in front of you because you're not looking for opportunity. You're looking to be right. Right. And the meaning machine, there's something that you get out of it that is, and, but there's something that's costing you. Opportunity is knocking and you're not going to hear it. If you're, you know, your ears are, are closed off. Your, your mind is so focused on validating the things that you already think and believe because this, this person did this to me, this, this, uh, this interaction, they meant this by this. It's like you, I, I love when we were coaching or when we were experiencing coaching and a guy who's going to be a guest on our podcast, Dan, he uses, he just says this all the time. You can't prove that. Yeah. You, how, how do you prove that? Where's your proof? Did you, did they say this? Yeah. Did they say, you know, X, Y, Z? No, you can't prove it. It's because we just, but we run with it. Yeah, I had a therapist one time, John Joleaf, uh, tell me, he said. Wait, what's the person's name? John Joleaf. I, I just didn't want to move past that too quickly. It's yeah. a fun way to say. What John a name. John Joleaf. I feel like he should have a, uh, like a jingle after him. Yeah, he's out John of the, the Newport, Joleaf, California Joleaf. area. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> he, uh, he always had this saying, you know, and he called it the camera rule of thumb. You know, if you can't take a picture of it, it's it's not an absolute truth. And even if you can take a picture of it, like we all know there's, there's ways to uh, doctor that too. But like essentially saying that if you're not there, if you're not in the room, if, if there's not a thousand percent evidence, there's always alternate meanings to what's going on. Yeah. So if you're willing to jump into what those alternate meanings could be, right. That's when the the possibility opens up. That's when the, like, the pie expands and everyone gets a bigger piece. And if we're already operating on faith with those things, right? Like it takes a decent amount of faith for us to believe that this person, you know, whatever the negative meanings that we bring to it, we have conviction, but there's a lot of faith and we don't seem to question that. It's like, well, why, if you're going to have that much faith in something, why not put it in something positive that serves you? Right. Why not put it in a meaning? Oh, this is what they meant by that instead. Sure. You know, let it serve you in a positive way opposed to bringing the worst out of you. Exactly. Exactly. I so, love talking about this stuff, by the way. This is... This, it, it's it's simple, but it's a game changer. Yeah. It's a game changer. Just the, the simple fact that just owning the fact that you are the one who brings the meaning to the conversation. Yep. Yep. No one else can do it. You do. Jump in the driver's seat. Take so, control. You know. Yeah, that's the only way that you're going to get to the future that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
thank you for those who are watching and listening and who are a part of this conversation. If, uh, again, I don't know all the, the metric ways that are the, the ways that people can leave reviews or say nice things about us. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please do all that on whatever platform that you're enjoying this from. Uh, and if you have, uh, constructive criticism, we'll take that as well. At the end of the day, we want to serve you, the, the, the person who's watching and or listening. We want you to walk away with this or walk away from these conversations and feel like you can implement something and, and challenge yourself in a way that says that pushes you towards growth. Yeah. Uh, cause that's the, 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 the key thing for us. We want guys to be owning their faith, their family, their body, their business. Cause we believe that a community of men who own their faith, their body or their faith, their family, their body, their business, it's going to be a community that is drastically impacted. That's making a big impact in the world. So, couple quick notes and we'll let you go. Uh, if you are, as you're listening to this, you resonate with a lot of what we're saying and you don't feel like you have the capacity to be able to navigate that yourself, you are in luck. Brad and I coach, and that is something that we would love to help you out with. So if you are interested in receiving coaching, please reach out to us. You can find out more information on that at imuststand.com or you can find us on social media, uh, Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube the good old YouTube. Uh, we also have transformational events. We have four transformational events happening in 2024. First one's coming up at the end of April. It is called Wake Weekend. It is a pattern interrupt. We're going to break you down mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Man, we are going to jump into some awesome stuff. You're going to be around uh, 30 other guys like-minded who want to be pursuing growth, who are dedicated to, to owning the way that they show up in the world that are dedicated to making a difference. It's uh, great relationships are formed. Brothers, brotherhoods are forged in these types of events. That's right. And uh, we would love to have you be a part of that. So you can find out more information for that at imuststand.com as well. So anything that you would like to add before we close, Brad? Yeah, no, just I want to challenge you if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, like it, share it with a friend like Travis said, but to take inventory of your meaning machine today just take a little time as you're having conversations today and see what conversations are happening in your own mind about what's going on and see where you can implement this see what type of growth is possible just out of the next 24 hours yeah that's great yeah but again if you if you didn't get it before like us share us with a friend And as always, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you.